Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, back in the saddle again. I appreciate Stephen Yatroska filling in for me yesterday. Uh, got to learned a lot about uh, the Freedom Caucus's uh, thoughts and opinions on the special session. I think it's good to hear what everybody has to say on this type of stuff. Uh, we podcast that out. I actually got a lot of emails and questions about it. Uh, so with all that said, uh, we are live here in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios this morning on 103.9 WYAB. We're streaming worldwide, WYAB.com, and on the TuneIn app. So look, we make it easy to find. We bring the product to you. I am still efforting getting my camera to work in the studio. I have all the equipment here, but uh, for whatever reason, can't quite seem to get over the hump. It's coming, though. We will be streaming on uh, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter sooner rather than later, I hope. But look, let's jump straight into it, man. To talk about the special session and the big economic development project coming to the Golden Triangle, I have my state representative and yours. Uh, Representative Fred Shanks from Brandon, Mississippi, my buddy. Hey, Fred, what's going on? Hey, Clay. How you doing, bud? I'm good, brother. That was a nice introduction, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, man. The singing is phenomenal, by the way. Need, need, need a little more of that. I try. <laughs> I know it, it It goes over so well. You know, my my children, We I believe the children are a future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, everybody needs It's like a cup of coffee in the morning right there. You know? <laughs> I mean, that don't wake you up. I don't know what will. <laughs> Uh, well, look, brother. So y'all got called in for. Is this not, yeah. when was the last time there was a special session? I mean, you've been hearing special sessions, special sessions as long as I've been on the radio. But I there, think this is the first one in a while, isn't it? It's been it's the first one in a long time, and and the process is the the one person that can call a special session is the governor. And when they do that, I mean, you know, it, it was pretty quick when he called it. He can call it at any time. Call us in. Uh, it has to be a very specific topic. You can't you can't call it you know call a special session like for instance on this, which is uh, steel dynamics is what we did yesterday, and have you know ten other things that we knock out like uh, city of Jackson, anything like that. So it has to be specific to just one issue or whatever the governor calls, but he has to note that in his you know his press release so i mean and, but theoretically mm-hmm. the governor could say we're coming in to do steel dynamics and city of jackson but he has yeah, to he set could, that on yeah, the forefront yeah, yeah correct it, but he can't he can't just say we're going to do steel dynamics and then we as the legislature come in and do you know 10 other things that we wanted to do yeah, just, like, like while strictly, we're here <laughs> correct correct yeah and you know a lot of people wonder why we can't well why can't y'all just do this this and this while you're already there it's just you can't it's just specifically what he calls for so and he feels the need and you know uh, this is a potentially so you know going to be a two and a half billion dollar investment from the company not just from the state but from the company um you know we've all heard the specifics of it Uh, it's going to bring in a thousand jobs you know average salary is like ninety three thousand dollars um, but this, it, and it was kind of set up, I listened a little bit yesterday, like this was a backroom deal and this was, you know, like we just came in, discussed it and figured it all out right then. And that's totally not the case. Um, for your listeners that don't know the, the golden triangle, which is the uh, Columbus, Starkville area in Mississippi, 
has had a boom of uh, economic development, and it's all the brainchild of Joe Max Higgins. And he's I, I've, I've, I'm a fan. I've, I've seen him on 60 Minutes, uh, he's a lot of national news over the years, and he is just a cowboy, and he knows how to put deals together and really bring huge, just these huge projects to Columbus and or the Columbus area. And this was one that he'd been working on for a long time. And uh, they had, obviously, the name didn't get released till the last minute uh, because there was non-disclosure agreements. Uh, you know, it's just typical you know, business deals. So they didn't want their name getting out, and that could have been for, you know, various reasons. I don't know. <laughs> but that was why the, the name didn't get out. But it had been worked on for, you know, quite a long time. And it's an existing business that already was around. Uh, it's an American business. And, you know, that was one of the things, you know, is this a Chinese business coming in here? You know, I, that's one of the things I heard, which we certainly would, would not have voted on if that was the case. But apparently this was a few guys that branched off from Nucor Steel. So, you know, they know what they're doing. Uh, this, you know, this plan's been going on for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I feel really good about it. Um, now, now, my understanding it, is that the, the they they support they support all these carbonless stuff and this uh, anti gas stuff, you know, anti oil, anti fossil fuels. How do we keep companies like that in check when they get to Mississippi? Well, now they do have. There's there's several different devices on 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 things that we can do after the fact. So I mean, we have clawbacks put in here that if you know if they don't uh, do the things that are, are outlined in the contract or they you know. They don't operate the way that we've already discussed. You know, we can come back and take money back at, at our discretion. So okay. you know, I want to make they, sure they we start play. punishing these these woke companies when they try yeah. to inflict their wokeness upon us. Yeah, well, they certainly have to play by our rules, definitely. Okay. Good, good to hear. You know, this is huge. Uh, so let's be, you know, kind of got my negative out of the way. Let, <laughs> let, let's look at the positives here for what this yeah. potentially does for the golden triangle. It's coming. We can be as negative yeah. as we want. It ain't going to change anything. Let's look at the future. Yeah. Yeah. A well, thousand jobs potential. We don't know how many they're bringing with them, you know, so how many of those thousands are, are going to be people they bring to the golden triangle already, or they do a lot of in-state hiring, yeah. but at 93,000, close to a hundred thousand dollars a job. Now, you know, got to figure in the bite inflation, but yeah. still, Dang good jobs for that area, and that's got to put the Golden Triangle, you know, on a trajectory uh, with North and South Mississippi for growth. Absolutely. The the way that I understand that some of these larger deals have happened is they will get 30% at, at the beginning. They'll get around 30% local people, and that's, you know, that won't suck up everybody up there, you know, so – People who are already working in similar type of industries, you know, they'll still have their workforce, but they'll take about 30% local folks. And then, you know, I mean, that kind of money, that average salary, that's going to obviously draw a lot of people to that area. So you've got, you know, a whole new growth of people coming in. You've got a new tax base. You've got, you know, all that's going to go to the tax base is just going to build the community up there. It'll be, I mean, it'll be a huge boom. I mean, all the local businesses uh, will, will, It'll be a great impact on them. It's kind of like the Nissan plant. You know, we, we all remember when the Nissan plant came in, I and mean, how many local businesses came and are surrounded on that complex. I mean, it was just it's it's big for the for the business, but the the offshoot of it is is tremendous as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
one thing, uh, Dana Criswell was on here with Yatroska yesterday filling in for me, and one mm-hmm. of the things they brought up is that Mississippi was one of the original states to kind of get into the, the corporate welfare stuff. I can't mm-hmm. think of a better name for it. And, yeah. and, and, they, and they got out of it because of one of the problems they saw was it, it, cre- it created a, a vacuum of, mm-hmm. of lo- local businesses being able to hire people yeah. to work. Now, I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a good excuse or not. Like, well, you know, that's capitalism at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. you've got to be able to compete with, you know, financially with these big companies. And to the point about Nissan, <clears throat> one of the things that scares me about Nissan after doing finance in the car business for a long time, mm-hmm. I did it in Canton, uh, when it, one of the big Chevrolet store up there for a little while. And mm-hmm. a lot of the folks that came to try to buy cars worked at Nissan, and because they were quote-unquote contract employees – they, they, a lot of banks won't accept their income, and I, I think that's a side effect of Obamacare because they, yeah. they, they ended up shifting a bunch of these sh- uh, shift workers to mm-hmm. contract work through like uh, Kelly Services type uh, outlets. Yeah, I, I just hate to see more of that. They took a bunch of chicken plant workers and moved them to to Nissan to still be mm-hmm. low wage workers that are contract workers. So it's just not a, as big of an economic impact from a job standpoint as you would yeah. like to see yeah I, I and, and i agree with you but i, I think um this one is going to be a, a real similar deal to all the other ones they have at in that golden triangle area and um th- there's no issues on that that i know of yeah. uh currently so i don't i don't see anything going that way with this particular industry That's good. um and th- they'll have and uh, there's a potential um uh, and additional projects that are coming that are, that, like I said, it will be an offshoot of this. So it's not just, this is going to happen and that's it. I mean, this is going to happen, but then there's just multiple, multiple other things that are uh, projects that are going to happen because of it that are already in the works. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, there's going to be shoot off industries and suppliers and all that type. I assume they have suppliers Mm -hmm. for a steel company. I mean, I don't know, but a steel mill, but you're going to have tons of stuff. You're going to have, I'm just telling you, and this is very selfishly as a Mississippi state fan. This is going to be huge. (laughs) Absolutely. For Mississippi state. To get Absolutely. to get high end, yeah, to get high yeah. end middle class folks building yeah. houses and living up there in the Golden Triangle, and those yeah. kids eventually playing football or basketball or baseball and being siphoned off into Starkville, hopefully. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a long term. It's a big opportunity for for uh, the Golden Triangle. Oh yeah, I mean, I would have to guess. You know, most of the engineers are ultimately going to be Mississippi State grads. You know that are going to work here. So I, I'm I'm with you. It's it's, it's absolutely huge for for Starkville. And then for Mississippi State, absolutely. Well, what else is going on, man? Anything out in anything out in Rankin County you want to tell us about? Um, well, out here, of course, we'll we'll have uh, uh, we're pretty much just gearing up for the uh, midterms, uh, which will be you know next Tuesday. So I'm excited about that. And uh, then, as far as election goes, politics goes, we'll we'll you know uh, come January we'll be qualifying for all you know state level. And, uh, you know, county position. So, you know, I'm looking. I'm a. I'm like you. I'm a political junkie. So I'm absolutely looking forward to all that and seeing who's running, who's not running, and uh, you know, just ready to get into campaign season. So, hey, two questions before I let you go here, man. I appreciate yeah. you jumping on early with me this morning. Yeah, you're you're a social media junkie like I am yeah. too. Our tech, Correct. you know, you just you like following it. Um, oh yeah. What are you seeing anything on Twitter? Are you, are, are you willing to sign up for the $8 a month uh, Twitter blue check to get all of the, to get the blue check 
and to get all the access to the um the the other yeah. back end tools? Yeah, I mean, I would sure. You know, eight bucks just to just to do it. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd, I'd have no problem doing it. Uh, you know, Elon is a character, uh, but I kind of look at him like he's the Wild West, you know, and I like that. You know, that's why I like coming on your show, Clay. <laughs> it can be like the Wild West sometimes, and I like that, you know. But I'm, I'm a fan of Elon. You know, I don't agree with obviously everything he says or does, but I, I just I like him. So yeah, sure, eight bucks. Yeah, I do it. I do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, heck, I signed up for the Twitter Blue the other day. I thought that was already what it was, and mm-hmm. that's only four ninety nine. So I guess the actual other one's going to be eight ninety nine. But I, I, I fat finger a lot of stuff. If people follow me on social media, I, uh-huh. I, 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 I butcher messages and I misspell stuff. I screw stuff up all the time. So be able to finally edit a tweet, mm-hmm. you know, because because lefties yeah. are crazy. I mean, you can't you yeah. can't have any typos in your tweets without being called uh, uneducated. Oh, I know, I know, correct. You know, so to be able to be able to uh, edit my tweets is worth eight eight dollars a month. Okay, last question here. All right, uh, putting you on the spot a little bit here. Did you ever find out what they were clearing the land for out there by the Home Depot? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's, it's some type of development, and I did I, I got a text message on it, and I tell you what, when we we hang up, I will text you what I got, and it's a. Uh, but it's some type of development. Well, that's in. that's all that matters. It's it's a yeah, development, yeah. and, and uh, you can tell me later. I'll save it. I'll, I'll, I'm sure Butch yeah, wants to announce it. Yeah, you can put it out. I'll, I'll, <laughs> since we hang up, I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it to you. What I got? Uh, that, I had so I had a couple. I had a couple Rain Cantonians message me. <laughs> and uh, is that a thing, Rain Cantonian? Hey, we'll go with it. I like it. Put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> had messaged me as they may. They're clearing. They're finally clearing land out there by Home Depot and in, in, in Crossgates. What's going on? I was like, I don't know, but I'm sure people that live out there are going to be awfully excited about more traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Highway 18 and more traffic. But, hey, look, that's, right. that, that's, that's development, right. baby. All right, Fred, appreciate you, brother. We'll catch up. Anytime, buddy. All right, man. Anytime. Uh-huh. All right, bye-bye. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, we'll, we are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. I appreciate Fred Shanks coming on this morning. And look, I always got to put my buddy on the spot there a little bit. But uh, Fred's about as plugged into Rankin County as anybody can get. If, uh, it don't really happen out there, and Fred Shanks not know about it. So if you ever want to know what's going on in Rankin County, go follow Fred Shanks on social media and bug him. He'll eventually tell you. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by my good friends and yours, Watchman Security Services. Uh, Local and family-owned for 35-plus years right here in central Mississippi. Uh, If you need indoor, outdoor cameras, security systems, gate access, smart doorbells, and more, reach out to Watchman Security Services. You can shop them online, watchmansecure.com. They're also an alarm dot com service provider for well over 15 years now my buddies nathan and eric knight you can reach them at 601-955-9952 or once again shop them online 365 24 7 at watchmansecure.com all right on the dustin bailey at southern magnolia's realty phone line we have got the g-man on the wall mr chris former fbi agent what's up brother Hey, man. Hey, uh, great show. I'm glad that uh, Jameson and uh, Kim have turned me on to you. I really enjoy listening to it in the morning as I'm either yep. dropping my son off at work because uh, he's having some car trouble right now or if I'm heading on to the gym. 
Well, a couple of things. I lived. A, things I, I lived I, a unique life, and, and to find it, I find it uh, uniquely strange that a, a retired FBI agent enjoys my show. I, I would have thought if an FBI agent was ever listening <laughs> to my show, it was to find a way to put me in jail. So, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, again, my investigator ear kind of perks up on some things. I, I, I'm not trying to call out your uh, your friend there, the uh, your representative. But there's some questions that I, as a taxpayer, would, would look at having answered. So the first is when I, they keep touting, oh, the average salary, 93000 93000 93000 I thought you were very adept at saying, well, okay, are these going to be jobs, $93,000 average jobs that are created in Mississippi or brought into Mississippi from somewhere else? Uh, that, that makes a big difference. Uh, with people that are going to be applying for these jobs, thinking they're going to come in getting close to 93000 The second is, what's the ROI on this? I, I know we're spending millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars. It's not an investment of government dollars. The government doesn't have its own money. The government has taxpayer funds. So what's the ROI on this? How soon before do we anticipate that the taxpayers get their money back? And then third... If we're saying that this is going to come in from tax revenues, is that based on sales tax, property tax? If you're telling me it's on income tax, Governor Reeves is, you know, back promoting something that I've been a fan of and I think we should have done earlier, which is eliminate the state income tax. So if that's eliminated, how does that impact the return on investment? I mean, there's, there's multiple questions I have before this money is, is just thrown in. And I, I hope that the constituents of a lot of these representatives are asking similar questions and looking for answers. And if they don't get the answers, following up and keep asking. Yeah, I do believe that, you know, when they, when you have projects of this magnitude, there should be town halls. There should be opportunities for folks. Now, look, I'm, I'm very pro-development and all that. I think like most people are, especially when it's private development. Um, I, I, but I do think taxpayers should have some input, and I know we send our representatives to the Capitol. I get how government works, but again, when you kind of it feels like it was snuck in, and here's what's going to happen, and nobody has to know anything because of NDAs and this, that, and the other until it's a done deal, pretty much. I, I, I would like yeah. a, I would like a more open, uh, transparent. The word I'm looking for. I would like a more transparent system for uh, stuff like this. Yeah, my radar gets up when I'm asking questions and I'm, I'm sensing obfuscation on the answers. That, that's one of the reasons I'm so adamant about what's going on, the heck, with the Madison County School Board. You know, when, when they have the parents' comments and you ask questions, you just get dead stares. And then if you, you know, send them an email to ask for follow-up information or data, then it's steps you've got to go through through public records requests and FOIA and all of that. And it just it makes it so so cumbersome to be on there. That's why I'm hopeful that, you know, Rylan Thompson and Ken McCoy are going to get on this board so we get a little bit of transparency. Yeah, I've got Lynette Courtney on the on the Rankin County side of this fight coming in at 8 or coming on the air at 8 o'clock with me. Uh, Rankin County is my hood, so I'm really focused out there. But, yeah, well, I'm definitely pulling for the guys out there in Madison County, too. Uh, Rylan's a buddy of mine, so definitely got their back, and I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, I think uh, what I what I want to get across to people, and I mentioned it on the show yesterday, hosting for for Jameson, is ask your talk to your elected representatives. I, I asked some challenging questions of Senator Wicker yesterday when I had the opportunity of Griffin Grant. Uh, I didn't get a sufficient answer from him, and you know my my brother, who I, my younger brother, who sometimes I think is wiser than me, 
cautions me on how I ask the question and how direct I am because it may cause some problems with that official. Well, I shouldn't be afraid of my elected official. And my question to Senator Wicker was, you and Congressman Kelly told me that we're throwing all this money into Ukraine so that we don't have to have troops on the ground. Well, guess what? Two days ago, the media threw, uh, released information that the Pentagon's telling us we're going to have troops on the ground. So I asked Senator Wicker when he reached out to shake my hand, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, I didn't think we were going to have troops on the ground in Ukraine. And he said, we have troops on the ground in Ukraine? I said, man, I would hope that you would know, being on the Armed Services Committee, but that's well, just me. Well, it's the same guy that got on the Sunday morning news uh, cycle, basically advocating for, for nuking Russia. Yeah, I, I also asked him another question, too, which is would he consider uh, trying to motivate our elected representatives in, con- in Congress uh, particularly on the Republican side, are we going to look at impeachment proceedings against Mayorkas, Lloyd Austin, and Merrick Garland for obvious? Uh, Did we lose you there, Chris? That's a good idea. Uh, we're going to look at the power of the purse of being able to rein that stuff in. And, you know, that would take up two weeks in the Senate. And I just saw some stunned looks of the people in the audience, and I said, I I think we're just looking for some accountability. Uh, You know, when you break the law, you get charged, there's a trial, and then you're sent over to a jury, which would be the Senate, to make a determination on whether or not you're going to be convicted and removed. To me, that's our process. It's a constitutional process. It's not something that you delay just because you think, oh, well, it's going to take up two weeks in the Senate. Yep. Hey, uh, off subject real quick, and <clears throat> you know, I know you said you went to Grip and Grin. You, you're, you're more than invited to come out to the Rankin County version of that this Saturday morning at McLean's at 8 a.m. We do the uh, Rankin County Republican breakfast. I can't think of a better name for it. Uh, this is the breakfast version of, of what you went to out there at, at uh, Mama Hamill's first Saturday of every month. I believe a guest will be speaking this month leading into the election and some other folks uh, that Miss Lynette will be speaking and they'll have a guest usually. It's a good opportunity to ask these guys questions in a public forum. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I had my uh, my opportunity to have a, a candid conversation with Michael Guest and we could talk about that at another time. Uh, he, I did too. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. I don't think he uh, I don't think he's uh, enthusiastic about having me ask him directed, pointed questions. I did it civilly and cordially, but I definitely did it cogently. Yeah, a lot. A lot of these folks have just been in cruise control for a long time. It's felt like, and I, I was talking on here the other day about Roger Wicker. I've never been in the same room as, as him. Oh no, do I know anybody that knows him? And so to hear you say that you saw him somewhere the other day at least confirms that he's a real person. Yeah, and I, I was actually happy to to see him. I, I told some people as we're standing in line. I said, I'm actually happy to see uh, Senator Wicker out here, not just because we get a chance to interact, engage, and ask questions of our elected representatives. If you can't ask questions of your representative, you don't have a representative. But uh, it's it's like government shutdowns. I'm a big fan of government shutdowns, even though I was in the government for 34 years. Uh, anytime that uh, he's out there at the grip and grin, he's not spending other people's money. So that's, that's that can be a good thing. Yep. All right, brother. I got to take a break here, man. I appreciate you. Good, uh, good job hosting right. Jameson's show. I enjoyed it yesterday. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Yep. Take care. All right. I am joined in the Matt Kike of Flowood Studios by Anson B. Walker. We're going to come back from this break and we'll do our weekly Walker lifestyle segment right here on 1039 WYAB.
All right. Welcome back in. This is uh, the Clay Edwards Show. I am filling in for Jim Thorne for hour number two here today from 8 to 9 a.m. And uh, I'll be honest, I was in the uh, hallway running my mouth with Mike Madison and kind of snuck up on me here. Jim's show starts a minute earlier than mine does. We're uh, <clears throat> I'm waiting on Miss Lynette Courtney to give us a call. We are live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. And this segment is going to be brought to you by one of my new sponsors here. Have you guys been out to the Gathering restaurant there at the town of Livingston? Uh, <clears throat> what's for lunch today? They, you know, they got a great plate lunch special out there. And today is red beans and rice. That's right, man. Go out there, get some great red beans and rice. They're located right out there on the corner of Highway 22 and Highway 463 in Madison County. Uh, that's the Gathering Restaurant. They have daily blue plate specials. They've always got homemade gumbo and tomato basil soup. It's served all day long, every day. Evenings, you can enjoy butcher cut steaks, fresh seafood, golden brown fried catfish, savory pasta, and delicious salads. Check them out. Uh, let's see here. Enjoy an excellent brunch uh, Saturday from 10 to 2. And uh, look, they have live music every Sunday night. Check out their Instagram or Facebook page for other special music performances. But hey, with all that said, today's Thursday. It is Red Beans and Rice Day. And uh, if you want to wait till tomorrow to go out there, Friday, it's the $10 fried catfish plate. I tell you what, as I've gotten a little older, I really do appreciate some good fried catfish. All right, here on the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty phone line, I believe I've got Miss Lynette Courtney. Miss Courtney, are you there? Hello? Lynette? Hello? Well, let's see here. Try this one more time. Hello, Miss Courtney, are you there? All right, we will uh, continue efforting uh, Miss Courtney there. To give us a call back. In the meantime, let's read some of our text off the Guns and Gear text line from the first hour of the show. Man, what a great first hour. Uh, I want to thank my state rep, Fred Shanks, for coming on and talking about the big economic development project out there. Uh, I didn't have Chris Hinkle slated to be a guest, but he sure <clears throat> sure came strong with a full segment there talking about what was going on, uh, his, his thoughts and opinions. And I enjoyed that. And then, of course, we had Anson walker with the walker lifestyle do our weekly walker lifestyle segment talking about your one thing and we'll have that all loaded up as a podcast here shortly as soon as i get off the air <clears throat> all right sorry i was sending a text there to my guest like i said i was running my mouth <laughs> and <clears throat> didn't get a chance to call her uh in time but some of the texts on the guns and gear text line uh reagan can says uh why are democrats all in on Ukraine to the point that starting a nuclear war, our interest, our interest in Ukraine lies not as evident as our interest was in uh, with Reagan and Lydia, Libya, maybe, and Iran. H.W. Bush and Iraq are, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get back to that text. I'm going to have to proofread that before I get on there. I think we got Miss Courtney on the air here. Hey, Miss Courtney, you there? Hey, can you hear me? I can. Sorry about that. A uh, little, uh, little uh, got got caught slipping a little bit. I was running my mouth, and uh, <laughs> the uh, the the came back from the commercial break a little quicker than I planned. That's hot. that's just fine. All right, guys. Well, I've got Miss Lynette Courtney. She's running for Rankin County School Board, uh, District Four. 
That's this November 8th, this Tuesday. Uh, Miss Lynette, what, where exactly is District 4? Where, you said where is it? Yes, ma'am. You're at District 4. Okay. Like, what does that encompass? Uh, uh, it's most of Northwest Rankin schools. I mean, all of Northwest Rankin schools and Oakdale area. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's shaped, you know, kind of differently. It's hard to, to uh, no, a lot of people don't know if they're in District 4. Like, for instance, my son um, lives next to Hugh Ward Boulevard, and on one side of Hugh Ward is District 4, and the other side is not, so he can't vote for me. <laughs> but um, you just have to, um, to check with me. If you're not sure, I'm on um, Lynette for School Board, L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, on Facebook, if you got a question. But, of course, if you go to vote, like you should do anyway, It'll be on the ballot. I'll be the first one on there. Yeah, exactly. If if you're if she's on your ballot, you'll know it. <laughs> Just vote right. for <laughs> vote for Lynette. Well, look, Miss Lynn, I, I, we were talking yesterday, and I I, I said I, I saw you last month at the Rankin County Republican breakfast there at McLean's, right. and and I they were like we have they let people get up and speak, and they said all right, uh, this is Lynette Courtney. She's going to be running for school board and I, I leaned over and whispered to my buddy i said if she don't talk Im- immediately about the covid shutdowns the vaccine critical race theory all this stuff i'm not interested and i bet you mm-hmm. the first three things out of your mouth were all those things i turned around my ears puckered up i'm like i'm listening and uh <laughs> I, I was highly impressed with what you had to say and i mean so much so that i i walked up introduced myself after after the event uh tell people what motivated you to decide to run for School board. Tell us a little oh, about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a retired teacher of uh, 42 plus years, and I have a son that teaches and coaches. I have three grandchildren that are in the ranking district. My daughter is the vice president of the PTO there, where uh, all three of my granddaughters go. And um, I'm just concerned about what's going on in the world. I'm concerned about a few things going on here in Rankin County. I just have had a passion for kids for so long. And, you know, by teaching as long as I did, it just got in my system. And it's kind of hard to shake it, I guess. Um, and I attended um, Tate Mississippi Schools back meeting uh, back in um, uh, September. And, they were discussing after the meeting was over uh, the the election coming up, and so that kind of motivated me to try to find somebody that was interested in running in my district and another district, and uh, just wasn't coming up with much there, and I felt it was my duty to step in. And have a voice. No, I mean, we're glad you did. Excuse me? I said, we're glad you did. No, thank you. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm concerned about all children and not just my grandchildren. But, of course, that makes it even more personal for me having grandchildren in there and and my child, you know, teaching. Um, I want things to 
you know, of course, be like they were when we were all growing up. And and I know that reaches far back for me. But, um, you know, it's, it would be nice to get back to some of the basics instead of all this political agenda. And, you know, just like you mentioned, the CRT. And um, since I've been out campaigning, that's one of the things that I hear real often and and as soon as I introduce myself, a lot of people will ask me right off the bat, are you for CRT? And, you know, I would tell them, no, I'm not. And, and CRT originated in as part of Marxism. And, you know, if people realize this, maybe more people will be awake as to what CRT really is. Um, I know as I was uh, gathering names for... Um, the ballot, I mean, uh, on the petitions to run, uh, I had a lady that works in one of our public schools here in Rankin County that works in the library tell me that she is all for CRT and that she thinks that no one should be censored. And um, I, I don't know exactly what she was meaning by no one should be censored um, Marxists love to censor folks. Yeah, because um, I was, you know, I had on my push card about the inappropriate material, and that's what she started off asking about. And and I explained to her that, you know, adults are free to choose what kind of lifestyle they want, but that this idea should not be pushed on to our children, and they should not be indoctrinated and groomed into wondering, you know, what they are, if they're a boy, a girl, or a them, or a they, a them, or they, yeah. or what bathrooms they should be going to, or if they're an animal and relate to being a cat and uh, expect there to be litter boxes in the bathroom at the school, you know, as that's happened in other states, I don't know that it's happened. Well, I can confirm that it has not happened at Brandon. The uh, principal reached out to me after one of my jokes one day and let me know that <clears throat> they do not have a litter box at Brandon High School. Um, you you <laughs> mentioned I, I had not heard that they had either. You mentioned inappropriate materials. Um, I, I, that that brings up a pet peeve of mine. I I see a lot. I hear a lot of candidates run, running on and and talking about inappropriate materials in our libraries. And I think that a lot of us are missing the fact this is porn in our libraries. Uh, the old, I think yeah. the, the, my definition of porn is you know it when you see it. And this yeah. Is, yeah. It, porn, pornographic, sexually explicit, how, however you want to term it. Uh, I, I assume you're going to be fighting to get this porn out of our library for our, our kids. They can go get that anywhere else in the world they want it. I'm not a big fan of quote-unquote safe spaces. But I think there should be a safe space for what our kids see, at least at school. I agree with that totally. Uh, like you said, they can find these things in other places. But, um, you know, our school should be a place where the kids feel like they are safe. And, you know, if they see these things in school, you know, thinking, well, my the staff members are out for my best interest, you know, in their little minds, they may think, oh, well, it's in my school. So... Therefore, it must be okay. And um, we don't want them thinking those things. And, uh, you know, I I would like to know who exactly approves of this 
I mean, it's being approved from someone or uh, some people, or it wouldn't be there. It's the titles of the books, you know, can be misleading. If you just look at the titles, you wouldn't think that there was anything wrong with them as far as uh, representing sexually explicit materials, the Lord's name in vain, F-bombs, just all kind of things that are in a lot of these books. Because, you know, when you look at a title like Eleanor and Park, Looking for Alaska, that doesn't send up a red flag of being a filthy book, but they are. And um, I know the the author for Eleanor and Park uh, was awarded Best Children's Author New York bestseller list back in 2015 for that book. Uh, it's got F-bombs just all through it. It's got the Lord's name in vain, Jesus' name in vain, sexually explicit material. And, you know, this should not be read by anybody, in my opinion, much less school-age children, regardless of their age. But uh, these books are coming in pretty quickly. There's a lot of them. That uh, We've got some ladies that try to keep up with a lot of these books and uh, try to figure out which ones do contain these materials. But it's so much, so overwhelming. And they're doing a great job, but it, they're still getting on the shelves because there's so many of them, and, and it, they're coming in before they have a chance to go through the process of trying to figure it all out. And, you know, I don't blame the librarians. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of them don't know what's going on because, like I said, they can't tell by the titles of the books. And uh, Well, it's no accident. It's, it's no, this stuff is coming down. There, there's some company that has the contract for sending all these books to the, to the libraries. <clears throat> the yeah. libraries obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't hand-selecting these titles, you know, from a master catalog. It's, they're being sent to them. And again, yeah. it's no accident. Somebody's no. approving this, and we need to find out who. I, a couple quick, right? Um, exactly. Co- There's a committee that we can't seem to find the name. I, I understand it. You know, goes from like the curriculum developer to a committee that we don't know who's on that committee. Uh, then to superintendent, and then to school board. And I had a lady tell me when I was out campaigning that retired several years ago that she had ordered from a series. Uh, about cats for elementary kids, and then all of a sudden she gets this book in, same series, and then it's got all this stuff in there, you know, about same sex getting together and this kind of thing. And she said she threw it in the garbage. And it'd be great if we had more people uh, like her. But um, and that was several years ago. That started happening. Yep. Hey, Miss so, Lynette, can you can you stay on hold and do another segment yes. with me? Yes. All right, hang tight. We're going to do a commercial okay. break real quick, and we'll be right back. i got some questions okay. for you. I, I attended a Rankin County School Board meeting last year, and I want to talk about some things that went on there. We'll be right okay. back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I've got Miss Lynette Courtney on with me. She's running for District 4 School Board uh, out there in Rankin County, and we'll be right back in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza. And we've got a guest on 
hold here on the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty phone line. And that's Miss Lynette Courtney. She's running for Rankin County School Board. Uh, Miss Lynette, you there? I'm here. Okay, great. Thank you for staying on hold. I, so, mm-hmm. story time here. Last year, <clears throat> I went to a Rankin County School Board meeting at 7.30 in the morning, which I'm going to get to that part in a minute. But I went mm-hmm. to a school board meeting, and it was uh, it was the beginning of the 21 school year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were still going back and forth about uh, the useless face mask stuff. Should you know, parents were speaking about face masks, mm-hmm. and the school board just completely stuck their head in the sand. All data be damned, and still voted for kids to have to wear school masks. I, I got just a simple yes or no question for you here. Will you, if you're elected? Or let me rephrase that. When you're elected to school board, will you completely <laughs> ignore all data to push a political narrative like face mask? Or will you actually look at the data and say, these things don't work. These kids won't have to wear a mask if that comes back up again. Uh, I am definitely against mask. Uh, I have looked at the data and um, they just don't work. In fact, I would go so far as to say probably most of the masks that people wear are so ineffective that they're probably harming the individual instead of helping. Amen. Amen. Okay. The other part of that, uh, of that was 7.30 a.m. school board meetings in Rankin County. Th- that is unacceptable. Are, are we going to try to make it where parents can actually get to these things? You know, parents that actually have jobs, dropping kids off at school, all of these things, they couldn't find a more inconvenient time to have a school board meeting. Exactly. Yes, I agree with that totally. I think it should be uh, later in the afternoon when people have had time to get off work. The school board meetings aren't that long, and uh, so it should not go into uh, late hours because I know that, you know, people would be concerned if that were to happen because of having kids and trying to get their things done before bedtime. But uh you're absolutely right. Seven thirty is the most inconvenient time that you could choose. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're supposed, that's when you're supposed to be in the in the rider line, dropping your kid off at school, right? <clears throat> it just don't make sense. I mean, the school board's got to be reminded, and I'm hoping this election is the reminder that they are here to serve the public, not the public serve them. Mm, yes, that's right. You know, that's all politicians, not just the school board. I, the, the fellow that comes on from 9 to 11 here every day, Mike Madison, talks about this a lot. You know, we think we're going to take America back. If we can't take our school boards back, we dang sure ain't taking America back. Well, that's a good point. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I guess just in, in closing, do you have anything else you want to speak on? I, I, just, I wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to hear. Those are just some common sense say, well, okay, let's do this real quick. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, your thoughts on children being forced to take vaccines and whatnot covid vaccines in particular right no i don't think anybody should be forced to take a vaccine or what um i I don't call it that i call it um shots (laughs) yeah but you know instead of the word vaccine but um exactly i don't think anybody should be forced to do that um i think that should be left up to the individual and i think the government has too much of an overreach in that area and, you know, so many things in the schools. And it should be more on a local level as to what's being done. And then we need it. We need a lot of change there. We need a safe environment for the children, you know, with their minds, with their bodies. Um, we need safety 
uh, plans in place because we've seen so many school shootings and and I know that um, they work on that to an extent. I I think it should be an individual school plan. Every uh, school is structured differently. It's in a different location as far as in the proximity uh, reference to police officials. It's just something that should be done on an individual basis and not just a blanket safety plan. Well, I'll say this about the school shootings and stuff. I mean, I think, you know, we're so dead set on not hurting anybody's feelings or alienating people. If you want to stop school shootings, one of the easier ways to do it would just be have metal, you know, people walk through the metal detector uh, thing like I have to walk in to get into the Brandon Amphitheater. If we made our schools as safe as we make our public gathering spaces, we'd be much better off. I mean, that to me, that would solve a lot of problems. Have an armed guard and have metal detectors. It doesn't I, I, seem that hard. Yeah, I've said the same thing. I, one of the schools I taught in years ago, they did that for a while. And every child that came in the door, they went through the metal detector. Yeah, you know, I go to I go to a lot of the concerts at the Brandon Amphitheater, and we, you know, we get lucky. We get to go through the uh, the back entrance sometimes to the to the community bank club. There, I had to walk through one of the big metal uh, detectors, and I get wanded, and I have to put all my belongings into a uh, basket. And is it inconvenient? Mm-hmm. Yes, but you know what? Do I feel safe? I do. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, if and I know that it's time consuming, and that's just one little area, and you know, how how early would kids have to get to school? Blah blah blah. But what's more important? inconvenience or knowing that your child's safe uh, you know that's, you can't have everything that's right that's right i agree with that um and the way that they did it years ago it really wasn't as time consuming as people may think um I, I didn't think but um that's something i think that could be looked into for sure yeah anyway just, just kind of thoughts off the top of my head as i i was gonna let you go a second ago but i'm just kind of rambling here i know you got a busy a busy morning ahead. You're getting ramped up for the big election. Uh, I guess in closing, tell people how they can find you and anything you may want to get off your chest. Um, they can find me on Facebook, Lynette, L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, for school board. And, um, yes, I, I do want to say that I would love to see people get out and vote. It's important. And... It doesn't matter if you have any children or grandchildren in the school system anymore. This is our future generation. And this is all very important for our our local environment and for our national environment. And people need to get involved more locally. And that's that's one of the main reasons I did, because I couldn't sit back and just if you're if you're not if you're doing nothing, then you're taking a side. And you know some people are like I don't want to get involved in things. Well, you're involved in things if you're not taking a side. You're involved on the wrong side. Silence so, is violence. Yes, I mean and, that's what the left keeps telling us. Silence is violence. If you're not involved, you're on the wrong side. Right. I agree. And and, and prayer is one good way, you know, to to be involved. But also put some action to the prayers. Uh, you know, don't don't cower down and uh, not speak out about issues when you have that opportunity. 
And, you know, you may get criticized, but so be it. If you're doing the right thing, you'll be rewarded in the end. And um, a lot of people just don't want to get out and vote because they're saying they don't have any children or grandchildren. I've had not many people do that. I've only had a couple of people say that because I think most people are concerned. And I've, I've seen, I've had a renewed of faith in people as I've been doing this because because the majority of the people have been super receptive and concerned and asked questions. And I've been real pleased with with uh, my dealings with people. And it's been an enjoyable experience. It's It's been hard. And you know, I'll be honest about it. I mean, it's a, I put a lot of miles in every day. But it's been so rewarding getting a chance to talk to people about all the concerns that they have. Well, look, we appreciate it, and I, frankly, I've been disappointed in the in the amount of American first or common sense first people who have decided to run for school board out in Rankin County. I know we got a couple more folks in Madison County, and I just want to thank you for doing it because it, it it takes somebody brave to stand up and say enough's enough. And uh, again, from from one Rankin-tonian to another, uh, mm-hmm. we we do appreciate you getting up there and fighting, and uh, we'll, we'll do everything we can here on the home stretch to get your name out there and let folks know what you stand for. Well, I appreciate so much you having me on, Clay, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, but I believe I'll see you Saturday morning out there in McLean's, correct? That's correct. All right, good deal. Well, look, stay blessed, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Lynette Courtney running for District 4 out there in Rankin County. Uh, long story short, if you see her name on the ballot, that's the name you need to check. You heard it here. And I'm on a, you know, kind of on a serious note there. I am disappointed in, 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 in District 3 out there in Rankin County, uh, well, statewide District 3, District 4, whatever you want to call it. We really just let a lot of hum-ho stuff slide on. Because it was like, man, it's nice out here. Things are going so great. I don't want to rock the boat. Folks didn't want to rock the boat in Jackson. And you see what happened. You got to rock that boat sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to change before. I'm a term limits guy. I like that our governor can only be governor for two terms. Even though it feels like Haley Barber's been governor for 10 terms. Back there pulling the strings. But generally speaking... I am a term limits guy. You know, I think these school board people should be able to serve for one term. Now, I think all one term, let's get in, maybe two, maybe two. You know, and I, if they retire or resign midterm, the board shouldn't get to elect their replacement. You know, it should be a special election. They shouldn't be able to name a uh, somebody to sit in that spot. It should sit empty until there's a special election. That's how you eliminate cronyism. Oh, we're going to put our buddy on here, and you're going to vote this way. We're going to keep these masks on these kids, or we're going to get a kickback for these vaccines. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know. Either way, this is The Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. I am filling in for Jim Thorne today, so I guess technically uh, this hour is the Jim Thorne. Thorn show. Uh, shout out to Jim. Hope uh, whatever he's got going on, it's going well for him. Uh, what a legend. I would not have a show if it wasn't for Jim. Kind of retiring one hour at a time and letting me have uh, some of his time. So uh, thank you to Jim Thorne. I've uh, been a voice here in Jackson for so long. 
Uh, we're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by my friends out of A1 Gear and Auto, located right down Highway 49 in Florence. Uh, Justin Nelson and his team, uh, they are the leaders in uh, gear, trans uh, axle, transmission stuff, uh, you know, all your gear and autos. Gosh dang, I'm having a blank this morning. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Ring and pinion. There's the magic phrase I was looking for. They are a, they are your leader in ring and pinion transfer case rear end differential repair. Uh, I say it a lot, but I'll keep beating it in your head because apparently it's working. You guys are getting out to A one and you're breaking bread with them, and they're working on your jeeps, your big trucks, all that stuff. If you've gotten a new set of tires, you know you've upgraded your wheels and tires to some big aggressive. Uh, you've gone from a thirty two to a thirty eight. Put you going from 18 inch wheels to 24 inch wheels. You need to get out there and get your ring and pinion set, get your drive shaft uh, leveled out right, and all that good stuff. Let them take care of it for you there at A1 Gear and Auto. But hey, they do way more than just ring and pinion work. You check engine light on, they got you. Your car running hot, they got you. Uh, oil leaks, anything. We, uh, you know, I work at Ellis Autoplex. We send cars to them over there to work on cars for us. Not a single issue. They get it diagnosed quick. And properly, which saves you time and money and gets you back on the road. That's A1 Gear and Auto <clears throat> right there on Highway 49 in Florence. Big white building, red letters on the sign. You can't miss it. If you're heading south, it's on the right, right before Gunner Road. All right. Uh, so if you were following the Save Jackson page last night, uh, we, we broke a story uh, about 9, 30, 10 o'clock as I was getting ready to get in bed that a food delivery driver for one of the local, uh, well, for one of the national food delivery outlets had been robbed and shot in Jackson, uh, right there in Bellhaven, one of the safe parts of town, as people like to tell me. There is nowhere safe in Jackson. There is no safe side of Jackson. It's all a Democrat hillscape. So there is no safe side. There's a, an illusion of safe. And I hate that. I mean, I, I, property owners, people that, ho- you know, homeowners over there, business owners, they, they hate when I get round, you know, riled up talking about crime in their area because they're afraid that it'll hurt their property values. And <clears throat> nothing I say is going to hurt your property value worse than the vote that you made for Chakwe and Lumumba and some of the buffoons on the city council. So w- anyway, with that said, I just got word that the food delivery driver has succumbed to his injuries and passed away. So, and that wasn't interpersonal violence, Chakwe. That was a random act of violence. A food delivery driver dropping food off for a family gets robbed and killed on the streets of Bellhaven. That's blood on your hands, Chakwe. Blood on your hands. Could you imagine? I mean, no, 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 let's break this out a little bit. The butterfly effect, as they call it. So the family that had their food delivered, and my understanding is the food was delivered and they were going back to their car. So let's say they have kids. Heck, let's just say they're normal functioning adults with a, with a soul, unlike the city of Jackson. Imagine the guilt that you have uh, knowing that somebody who just delivered your food died because of your food order. Like if you hadn't ordered that food, they wouldn't have been there at that exact moment in time. And I'm not trying to make them them feel guilty if they're listening now. I'm just telling you how I would feel. Like knowing that my craving for a euro 
at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night led to somebody being killed. Now, you can't control that. I understand that. But let's say they have kids, and now that that, that innocence is, is shattered forever. You know, somebody got killed in their driveway. It's devastating. You know, the gunshots. I mean, some people talk about people who grew up in low-income, high-violence areas have PTSD. I'd have laughed at that a couple of years ago. Like, oh, another Democrat excuse. But I have definitely turned the corner on the PTSD in low-income, high-violence Democrat cities. Uh, kids growing up around the level of violence and murder and mayhem that goes around here, it's, it's, it is damaging children for generations. I mean, this, we're doing generational damage to the youth in cities like Jackson, Mississippi, with PTSD. All right, so now let's say you're the family of that driver just out there trying to make some money delivering food. You've lost a family member over a senseless act of violence. I mean, do these buffoons, it's a stupid question, these buffoons that that decide to rob and kill, these animal thug trash creatures that decide to rob people, they, they know that most of those food delivery apps, to the best of my knowledge, they don't take cash. I mean, you may get tipped cash. But I mean, all that stuff's prepaid. So they're not even rolling around with money. I mean, you're just trying to hope they got a few bucks on them? Of course they are. I mean, they'll kill each other over 2 or $3. Of course they'll kill you for 20 It's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Let's see. Uh, look, I appreciate you guys blowing up the Guns and Gear text line. I know I have uh, been slipping a little bit this week reading all y'all's texts on air. We've actually had some a lot of phone calls and a lot of interaction on the show. <clears throat> so... I haven't had a chance to get to your text, but I, I do appreciate it. And I, want, and I appreciate everybody who tuned in for the Barbie Bassett stuff. I, th- I want to tell you all something here. We had our single largest day of podcast downloads, smashed all the records, smashed all the records. Um, it was Tuesday when I had Terrestre on here. The, the the podcast that day did 2,800 downloads. I'm telling you all real numbers here. I got the receipts. You did 2,800 downloads that day. That puts us in like the top 5% of all podcasts in America when you do a single-day download of 2,800. I mean, that's big time. Then, you know, we uploaded that episode to YouTube also. That one video who did like 12,000 in the first 24 hours, and it's up around 16,000 views Right now, just that one singular video. So that's the f- fastest uh, rising count, however you want to see it, most played in a short amount of time, whatever the proper wording would be, of the podcast. I mean, those kind of numbers, I-, I used to only get those on like my urban exploration videos. So I say all that to say, it ain't about me, obviously. It's about people caring for Barbie Bassett and having enough of this woke mob and that y'all knew where to turn. You know that there's only a few folks in this town who aren't afraid to stand up and fight for what's right. Every DJ or host at this station, uh, Therese Apel, Kingfish, and if I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize, but those are the, in the media, those are the only ones that come to mind. Only ones that come to mind. You know, I don't want to call out, I don't want to call nobody out that works with Therese. 
But their silence was deafening. Deafening. I said works with Therese. I mean works with Barbie. I apologize. Their silence was deafening. You know, every now and then you just got to knuckle up, buckle up, stand up, and fight for what you believe in. I'm amazed that I've gotten as far as I have doing this because, I mean, I'll be the first to, to tell you I'm the least educated guy on this station. I'm the least well-read, and I'm dang sure the least articulate. But you guys tune in every morning. You go download these podcasts. You support these sponsors. And I firmly believe that's because I try to tell the truth the best I can. Now, sometimes my information may be wrong, but I'm, not, I'm never going to get up here and intentionally lie to y'all. And uh, It's amazing how far the truth will get you. Let's take our last break of the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I guess technically this is the Jim Thorne Show. This is Clay Edwards filling in for Jim in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, thank you to Jim Thorne for letting me fill in this second hour here, uh, especially after I missed yesterday. I had a lot of things I wanted to get off my chest, so I got me two full hours to do it. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. We've got about two minutes left here. You know, I just... I, it looks like I'm going to get to go to my first Pearl Brandon Rankin County Super Bowl tonight there at Pearl. I have this has been a bucket list for me for a long time. It really has. I didn't go to either school, so I can go and kind of I do live in Brandon, uh, but I can go and enjoy it and get to see everybody. Really excited about that. And man, I just uh, you know kind of in closing <clears throat> again, this audience st- standing up. And fighting for Barbie Bassett this week will be one of the highlights of my career. I don't care what else we do moving forward. The fact that this community, this WYAB community, these other hosts stood up, all of our listeners. I want to give a special shout out to Miss Sylvia. Uh, she emailed Ted Fortenberry and went in, son. <laughs> uh he emailed her back, and he said that that apology was not forced. But, I, you know, it wasn't forced, but it was, it was if you want to stay here, I bet you it was forced anyway. Uh, but shout out to everybody. Y'all did a great job. Give yourself a round of applause. This is how we fight cancel culture. We fight back. And I'll be right back here tomorrow fighting back. 7 a.m. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.